Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Infinite Cup Podcast. My name is Robert. I am your host. This week, I have Chris Kendall for you from The Raw Advantage. We had such a great conversation about all things spirituality. He's a yoga teacher, certified nutritionist. We talked about his spiritual awakening, Costa Rica, retreats. I mean, we, we really had a good time. And I want to emphasize spirituality. I want to emphasize balance here. You know, when we're doing these podcasts, I just do them totally into I don't write down any questions. We don't have anything. We're just flowing. We're just living in the now. And I want you guys to do the same thing. So that's what this podcast is all about. I really want to circle in as much valuable information into your eyes and ears as possible. So thank you so much for being here. If you would like to take two minutes of your time and go over to Amazon and leave a review for my book, The Real Yoga, if you have purchased it, that would be awesome. If you also leave a review on this Apple iTunes store, wherever you downloaded this podcast that would be very cool as well so thank you guys for being here thank you for being a part of this magic and without any further ado i now present chris from the raw advantage so how you doing man where are you at doing great i'm in california northern california by sacramento you're in canada right yeah i'm in saskatchewan cool that's like the eastern part of canada right you know pretty central pretty central central right in between i've done uh, i've been to british columbia yeah. Uh, I've uh, driven like to Alaska a couple of times. So uh, I've been through just the Western hemisphere of Canada. I have not seen the Eastern or Central part. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't want to be biased and not say the rest is awesome, but uh, you know, the West coast I think is pretty fucking awesome, whether it's yeah. Canada or the States. I've been on both sides of both and I love uh, there's things you love about both, but West has my heart a little more. Yeah. Just for the nature vibes and the boreal forest and everything. I'm right there with you. It's just gorgeous. I think uh, the closest I've been is Banff National Park, which is central, but not quite that far in your direction. Banff is sick. I love Banff. That's probably like my number three favorite national park. Do a little bit of snowboarding or what? You know, I've never been snowboarding or done any winter sports. um, I just like hiking and venturing and just the wilderness in general. So Mm -hmm. it's really just uh, like the wildest places that I can get to. And Banff, like I said, is up there on that list for sure. 100%. feel a little jealous. You got the awesome mic. I actually have like a good, uh, a really good quality professional mic, but I rarely have it set up. Yeah, it's all good. No, I just got this one. I'm just trying to... Uh, my performance here, you know, the podcasting thing is finally yeah. you know, becoming popular and it's just the way I look at it. It's just as many avenues of content as possible these days, you know, and people are wanting more audio, which is great. I mean, the video is wonderful too. We can put this on YouTube and share it and all that good stuff. It's just people, you know, want information as always as possible now. So it's just exciting. Makes sense. I mean, I'm the same way. Truthfully, I prefer the podcasts typically because I like to do it when I'm working out or if I'm going somewhere where I can't be looking, right? So, I mean, yeah, it makes total sense. Exactly. We like to multitask these days and it's really easy to listen to podcasts, especially when I was on the farm and stuff. It's so easy just to educate yourself and uplift your mind while you're, you know, doing what you do. 100%. Yeah, man. What, what does it say? What does it say behind you? Welcome. Oh, I just had a baby, my first uh, baby. Oh, and no way! Congrats, baby. Yeah. So yeah. This, this is my beautiful home, my van. For those of you, uh, you know, listening, it's here. It's just one of those things where um, this has been my dream, you know, come true for a long time, and. Yeah, it's finally all pieced together. And it's kind of like my studio, you know, it's like I insulated it. It's all soundproof in here. Uh, I love nature. I lo- like I told you about, you know, going to Alaska. The first time I did that was in a little Geo Metro. Oh. So after doing that, oh, man, I just, you know, got to have a little luxury. And I spent a lot on uh, accommodations as I'm traveling and stuff. So hmm. 
the van life is just amazing, man. And now uh, with my beautiful fiance, Allison, and you know, our firstborn son, he's just turned a month old. So it's exciting, man. Very exciting. Yeah. And you guys are full time in the van? Yeah, full time in the wow. van right now. Our, you know, our vision that we're creating right now is a retreat center, like what you're doing yep. in Costa Rica. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're all on this wavelength. You know, I started following you a long time ago, man. And just to give you a little background about me, real quick, that'll you know, make all these puzzle pieces come together. It's like I was just kind of living behind the scenes for a long time and just like off the grid. I didn't even have a cell phone, you know, until a couple of years ago. And I basically have just been gathering this knowledge. And it wasn't until just a few years ago, it was like, okay, I got to do this. I got to get on the grid. I got to get on the, the internet and uh, kind of uh, just, you know, there was a lot of fear that I had. I'm not going to lie from technology and things. Yeah. And now I had to just get over all of that and embrace everything and just you know what we're passionate about obviously raw foods and fruit and all this stuff has become a huge part of my life and now i just want to share it with others so it's beautiful man i can yeah. i can 110 percent resonate and i mean you know we can get overwhelmed with technology and think that it's crazy or look at the you know the dark sides of it but the reality is we're very blessed to be able to connect and touch so many lives and you know and be reached out to by so many as well so like yes. we're talking about men, like, yeah, we can, we can learn and grow at an accelerated pace with all these gifts that have come up over the last decades. It's amazing. And just the access to this information, right? Like to me, there's just no excuses anymore. You know, yeah. um, when I, like when we were both getting into this, like YouTube and everything wasn't, uh, wasn't thing. even there. Yeah. And look at it now. It's like, uh, it's just, I mean, there's probably too much out there now. So for me, and just to you know, make sense of everything, why I created what I'm doing with the Infinite Cup, it's just I know a lot of people, you know, that are raw vegan and fruitarian, all this stuff is good, but they were still lacking in you know just general happiness. Just weren't really, um, I would say, the best people. You know, very judging, and I'm not saying everyone's like that. What I'm saying oh, is, no. I experience a lot of that, right? And yep. then I'm also a yoga teacher. I love spirituality. And it's one of those things where I want to like bring that into modern times. So, so I feel like the people in the you know food movement need a little dose of spirituality, and the people yeah. in the spirituality movement need a little dose of you know veganism, basically. You know? <laughs> yeah, I can I can resonate. Yeah. yeah. So I'm trying to just merge all this together, and yeah. I think you're just an amazing. Um, what I really like is just one word answers too, and I would say you're a really authentic person. So yeah. well, thanks. that's why I wanted to bring you on the show, bring you, you know, talk about your story, talk about everything that you do, because like I said, I've been following you for a while. And at the end of the day, you're still one of the most authentic people that I can think of that is still walking the walk, right. And, and actually talking about it and sharing your story with others. And people are obviously resonating with that and you're changing lives and it's awesome. So yeah. Thanks. Thanks brother. Appreciate that. It's going to be hard to keep some of these to one word, one word answers, but I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, you know, I mean, like to me, when I think about authenticity, right? Like that's yes. what I value the most right now. Yeah. So like yeah. my favorite quote that I'm going with right now is authenticity is the new enlightenment, right? Get all that stuff out of the way and just focus on authenticity, focus on what yeah. makes you, you. Like when I think about you skateboarding, surfing, I mean, just doing what you love, right? Something as simple as that is completely that's overlooked. It. Yeah, in this I, modern age. So, yeah, let's just start with you. Like, just for people that don't know you, um, just a little intro and like how you know how did all this start? How did this thing, you know, start for you? This, uh, thing, this, uh, this lifestyle, however you want to, you know, describe it. Well, it, this could be a long thing. How long do we got? Jeez, oh, sure. No. It's usually an hour and so, but you know, yeah. we'll go with the flow. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll be a little bit quicker. Yeah. I mean, to me, it all started with skateboarding, and I, I'll start there because of your mention of passion. Like, yeah. I feel very blessed that my entire life has truly been led by passion, doing the things I love, 
and the feeling that literally I'm saving the world somehow by being me, you know? And yes. I, I felt like that from the beginning, like skateboarding. I was like, this is what I love. This is what I'm here for. This is what I'm going to do. And I started at the age five. And by the time I was 18, 19, I was trying to be a professional. I was getting close. I, was, I could have been professional in Canada, but it didn't feel <laughs> real to me. Um, and, you know, I, I started drinking a ton. I, I drank a little bit earlier, but I, I moved out and started like drinking every day and, huh? you know, smoking weed all the time and smoking a pack of cigarettes every few days and eating fast food all day, every day. I literally thought Taco Bell was like the pinnacle of food. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, I would eat like, you know, $7 worth, which is a lot, especially back in 1999 and, uh, or 98 even, and I would go skate all day, but long story short, within the next year and a half, I started falling apart and I started getting depressed and I started having aching joints and I started being like just the opposite of really what I wanted to exemplify and be, you know, I was like not healing well and not enjoying myself and drinking then for the wrong reasons versus before, whether or not there's right reasons or wrong reasons. I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying, right? And um, you know, a little bit of a backtrack. I was, you know, in my mid teens and stuff like that, I was really interested in spirituality and I was reading lots of different religious stuff. And, um, you know, I, I remember reading stuff like the Celestian prophecies in my mid teens oh, yeah. and, um, all the books by Don Juan and was interested in plant medicines and all those different things. And, you know, but when I was about 18 and a half, no, 19, I was living in uh, Edmonton and i knew I needed something because I was like going to bed every night wishing I wouldn't wake up. I was very depressed. I, I was in airplanes wishing they'd crash and I knew I needed something. And I was in Walmart and I found a yoga DVD or sorry, VHS. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I like this. This is awesome. All right. Yeah. So I found a yoga uh, VHS, a Rodney Yee intermediate power yoga class. Mm. And I started doing it religiously, right? I just started doing it all the time every day and i really noticed that it was helping and it got me really interested in yoga and yogic literature yeah. so i started reading more yogic literature and uh just kind of got really interested in the idea of vegetarianism and of karma and you know mindfulness and started incorporating that into my daily practice and that kind of got me interested in nutrition so it was actually yoga first then nutrition yeah. spirituality yoga nutrition and um I was just as passionate about yoga as I was about skateboarding. So I was just getting stuff from it. Right. Yeah. And totally. I remember I came home and I was like, okay, the next piece is diet. And I went to a used bookstore and one book out of the entire walls with walls and then all the different things just jumped out. And it was called fit for life by Harvey and Marilyn diamond. And, uh, my life changed forever from there. I mean, both points, the yoga and the raw food just boom. And really what I got from that book, um, was food combining, uh, eating fruit on an empty stomach and treating fruit as meals. Yes. Uh, and then I also learned kind of going more towards vegetarian veganism, kind of lower fat, higher carbohydrate. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is now 19 years ago. And since then, I think I've had about four or five cooked breakfasts. Yeah. So, and, and I started just taking food combining on very seriously. Uh, it was the going towards vegetarian vegan that took a little longer, mm -hmm. but it was over a five year period that I went from like fast food, junk food, drunk, to high raw <laughs> vegan, you know? Yeah. And yep. over that time I researched a ton and I was always interested in making food. So I was always chefing and I was looking progressively more and more for a vegetarian vegan cooking school, but I couldn't find one. Um, all the while I was skateboarding realistically, all of these things I was doing was just so I could skateboard more. But yeah. you know, as the reasons grew for going more into plant-based living, so did the, uh, the enthusiasm for it. And then it became just as big of a passion of skateboarding as well. 
Um, this all kind of climaxed around uh, 15 years ago. So I guess that was like 2003 or two. At, at that point, I was a high raw vegan. I'd been reading vegan books and stuff like that and vegetarian books. I read uh, Diet for New America and a couple books by David Wolf and a couple other people. I love and those I, early days, man. The early days when I just feel like things have changed so much since huge. like that time frame that you're talking about right now. So yeah. It's like night and day difference. And at the same time, like the principles that you're talking about from 20 years ago is what I mean, I'm, it's very simple, you know, and it's the oh, yeah. mind that wants to complicate this. And I'm sure you experience this in coaching clients and stuff. It's like, that to me, like what you're describing, like the passion is what fueled this, right? And it's like, we can't insert the passion, you know what I mean? So everyone finds that on their own time and it has to come from within. So yeah, 100%. information that you got from these books is wonderful. It's just that, you know, the, to me, the most important element is that passion. And yeah. that's something, like I said, you can't, you know, give to anybody. You just have to, tr you know, trial and error. Obviously you started skateboarding <laughs> and loved it. You started yoga and loved it. You know what I mean? Like you have to, I'm certified in Raj yoga. It's just, karma like take action yeah. right we have to take action and you know all about this and it's just i just wanted to stop you there real quick because i feel like that's the missing link i feel like a lot of people need to hear is mm -hmm. like searching for that passion yeah the recipes are wonderful I mean, that's all good it's just it's very much like a holistic approach with 100 passion being number one 100 i mean yeah that is definitely the connective thing right because it's like I mean, and, and so often with the action, then you get the experience and then the passion comes after. But sometimes you have the passion first and it's a mix and there yeah. can be discouragement along the road. But you know, as long as you stick with it and you, you flow from what really lights you up, then you're more likely to continue to grow in that passion and connection to source, right? And I agree. So it, it's, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I was, I was just in that stage where I was like kind of wanting, I wanted to be a chef. But I also was really into nutrition and I couldn't find any nutrition schools that, uh, or sorry, I couldn't find any chefing schools that had a full on vegan program. All of them you had to sample meat, make meat. And I was like, yeah. ah. and my girlfriend at the time was like, you know what, you should just go into nutrition. Mm -hmm. So I went into nutrition and uh, it was funny because still at that point I went to nutrition just to further my skateboarding. Yeah. And, you know, it was a one year full time holistic nutrition course. I'm now a registered holistic nutritionist. And you know, the pretty much right when I started that school actually is when I went uh, full on vegan and was basically eating fruit and, and salads till dinner and then cooked carbohydrates for dinner, kind of the raw till four, what they call it now, right? Yeah. And uh, and uh, it was about six months into that program that I went to a taste of health in Vancouver. Uh, yeah. This is now 15 years ago. And I met Dr. Doug Graham. There was two other raw Buddhists there. Um, Tanya Kay was there and uh, Brandon Brazer was there, which I got to know a little bit and uh, one other fellow, but Doug Graham just jumped out and like yeah. what he was sharing just simplified. Because like I said, I mean, I, I had been a nutrition nerd for five years at that point, reading everything I could and, mm -hmm. you know, in school for six months, reading everything I could. And mm -hmm. oftentimes, like you said, things are just made overly complicated and he simplified it, but not just like, you know, in just a really simple way. He also brought in the science and brought in the common sense and brought in everything. And truthfully too, like before that, when I was in uh, my younger years, I used to like a lot of hallucinogenics. I mean, I talked about uh, Carlos Castaneda and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And Don Juan. while I couldn't, couldn't get uh, some of the stuff that was talked about in the book at that time, uh, I did love magic mushrooms and I used to just sit out in the countryside or sit out by the river and see auras around plants and trees. And yes. I just loved it. You know, like I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't really use it for a party, maybe the early days, but after that it was more for myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, I hadn't used them for years cause I kind of let go of that for a time. Yeah. 
But uh, when I was watching Doug on stage, he was glowing. He was literally the first human being not in an altered state that I saw, like with with some energy coming off of him. And I was like, mm-hmm. he's got something <laughs> going on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to him. And um, yeah, you know, I, I I went to every one of his classes that day. I talked to him after for like half an hour, forty five minutes, as he was just yeah. eating a big bin of blueberries for dinner and I was just like what you know and and uh, I, was used, I was used to you know fruit for breakfast and lunch but I just for some reason never even conceived of it for dinner you know and know. Mm-hmm. all the other raw books didn't really point to how much of what to eat or anything and he just cleared yeah. that up so the next day I went 100% raw and I can say that I had probably my biggest satori moment or heart opening moment mm-hmm. I was walking down the street within like I mean it was midday that day and my heart was just so wide open that I just saw everyone as myself, everyone as love, everyone as connected and tears were rolling down my face. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is why I'm here, you know, to share this. Like and you're talking about like, you know, you can't pass passion on really the same way as you can pass information. Yeah. I remember just thinking like, if I could just tap people in the head and they could feel what I feel, oh, that'd be the most, like, it's just, it's just so amazing. But I just felt so lit up. I knew like, this is my path. And uh, I went back and, you know, listen to Doug more, and we've been in touch ever since. And um, basically, it took, you know, five years of applying the lifestyle holistic, I finished my, my schooling and was, uh, you know, just experimenting and learning with raw food. And after five years of doing it, I couldn't deny it any longer that again, this is my calling, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to spread. Oh, yeah. I was in another relationship scenario where my girlfriend was trying to like, say like, you know, this or that. And I was like, like, I have to do this, you know, like, this is what my heart is singing for. And I remember even saying, like, I'd rather die than do anything else. Like, this is what I'm here. And within a month, I had my website up, had my first two books up, and started making blog posts. And that's all I do now. It's been 10 years traveling, you know, doing retreats, doing festivals. I work as a chef, a yoga teacher, a speaker. Um, you know, that's awesome, right it's so cool to hear you talk like this because it's funny like i uh, I have this like timeline in my mind because i feel like when doug graham and 80 to 10 and everything came out it's just like that it was like this new wave and not a lot of people even knew about raw veganism at all and then that was kind of like the thing that solidified it for a lot of people so it's cool looking back i remember watching even like ravana's uh she went down there and did a big retreat thing and had her like first bite of watermelon after a 30-day fast that was one of the videos that really stuck into my mind's eye way back then and i was like people were just now starting to talk about this and it became a thing and this is cool what what i really love about you that you've um that you've already tapped into is that spirituality component like i swear nobody talks about this in this raw vegan or vegan scene or whatever you know i'm all for compassion i'm all for saving the animals all this stuff is wonderful i'm not like you know lowering that at all what i'm saying is to me the real essence is our spirituality we are spirit you've had this experience i mean we can't go back from that you know and it's uh, I like I said the animals are great all this stuff is wonderful I'm not saying any of that stuff is bad what I'm saying is if I want to talk about something I want to talk about spirituality I want to talk about these techniques that we can do consciously to, in order to have that glowing aura to have this vibrant state of being that we're all supposed to have <laughs> it's just we were you know in my opinion programmed to do something else that kind of covered up our essence that's how I look at it because you know. we were all pro like I was doing the same thing you were doing in the teens nothing against it I've loved even thinking about it because that's you know if we weren't doing that we wouldn't be here today where we are now so For it's one time. of these things I want to mention too that it's also and I'm curious your um, thoughts on this it's also not a one solution thing 
right? Like I get a lot of people that are like, okay, if I just go raw, then all my answers are going to be solved. <laughs> or if yeah. I just go on this fast. Um, I, was, I was there at one point. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, oh yeah. Like I've, that's uh, nothing against it. I'm just saying, no, I know no. there's these answers, you know, that people are questions rather that people are like hearing right now. And to me, that's a big one because I don't think um, what, if I were to say it's kind of a yogic concept, it's just, if you attach to that, it's going to create suffering, right? So hundred percent. It's like, sure, watermelon fast is going to do wonders for you. But if you're attaching to it and you're obsessing about, to me, that's where I slipped into this like orthorexia kind of zone where it's like very much a fear-based thing, you know? 100%. So I just want to talk about that because for me, the spirituality component is what saved me, is what brought me this uh, essence back into why we're even you know, doing this in the first place, right? And 100%. the passion, whether it's skateboarding or surfing, like it, it really brings you into the moment, right? It really brings you into this whole essence that we call life. So. I don't care what it is, you know, whether it's surfing, skateboarding, meditation, whatever, you know, using that vehicle is a really important to do it consciously mm -hmm. to feel better, right? Rather than all these other things like we were talking about, alcohol abuse, whatever, the most com opiate abuse, a lot of things that are extremely common right now because of our human conditioning that people are just not able to understand. Mm -hmm. And then find something what I call natural and sustainable to you know cure that right which obviously fruits and vegetables are <laughs> and that's the thing for me at the end of the day it's like um you can you know it'll it won't trend like for me I have a lot of experience as a farmer too my first job was picking peaches and plums when I was 14 and I just managed a citrus farm for a year I love farming and just getting my hands dirty so, so what I'm awesome. saying is from a business perspective like it's not um like cool right you know what I mean like fruits and vegetables are not I think it's cool, cool. <laughs> I know you too. I think it's super cool <laughs> I'm saying how do you so how do we make it cool for others is what is my question basically like how do we create the coolness back because i'm just what i mean is from like a dopamine perspective right like from the chemistry yeah. on our brain like when you were starting to eat smoothies and make that transition you were you know it's it's a transition and i'm so happy that you described like the lengths of time as well because yeah, i don't recommend time. Um, like cold turkey going overnight or anything too it's something where it takes time to kind of integrate this and I see a lot of people especially recently in YouTube right this is what I call the slingshot effect they go right back into eating you know dairy meat whatever because these reasons are not within they're not like doing it for themselves right like that whole purpose that you're even doing this is lost so obviously Plus you've had this the whole time and that's really what makes you you well, I mean and that, that's one thing too that I think is important just you know, recognizing who you are and what your tendencies are. So like if you are an all or nothing person or a black and white person, you may want to jump into it, but at the same time, you know, like understand that there's always going to be a steady point and what your steady point is, is what you'll go back to. So you like, know, like create a stable steady point with the like plant-based living, you know, like, I mean, yeah. that's the thing that is helpful. I mean, if you've been vegetarian, you've been vegan for a while and you go raw, if you, you slip up, you're not necessarily going to go all the way back to meat. You might go back to something in between. Yes. And irregardless of where you go, be patient and loving and, uh, you know, just take the time it takes because it does take most people like five, seven years to apply a raw food diet before they become totally immersed in it where it just feels normal, you know? Yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree. And I think it's the body awareness. Like, you know, mm -hmm. the body is so intelligent and we don't even have a clue what that is. What I'm saying is the body awareness just takes over. Like you just feel mm -hmm. so good that it's really hard to go back and just eat, you know, whatever addicting thing that you were having before. And, and when you do do that, you can feel this, you know, shift. Such a shift. You know, like, I think the big thing too is, is coming into a new relationship with yourself, you know, because yes. uh, 
Uh, and, and this is really truthfully, I mean, there are so many points when we're talking here that they're like, we could go on forever and ever, but <laughs> like, the real reason I do this is it is spirituality. It is because, you know, I, I see this lifestyle as a vortex of positive change. It shines light on every single dark corner within your psyche, within your soul, and it gets you to, to see them and either appraise them, love them, let them go, uh, praise them for what they are, for the lessons they give you, for the understandings that they bring with experience or otherwise deny them and see them as bad parts of self and things that you did wrong and were bad and, mm. and shove them back down to ferment and come up stinkier and worse mm. later. Right. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, it, it, it is, again, it's coming into a new relationship with yourself where each and every experience, each and every moment is perfect. It is an opportunity to grow. It is an opportunity to, to let go deeply into the experience and be in it 110%. And, you know, with that, like, you know, Food so often is a, uh, a sidetrack. It is something to, to deny experience. It's like, I'm feeling this. No, I want to feel chocolate cake or I'm feeling this. No, <laughs> yeah. I want to experience pizza. And like, yeah. you know, whatever it is, right? Like coming into a new experience and a new understanding of what it is to be in a relationship with yourself and food and be okay with whatever the mood is that comes up. To yes. be okay with the things that are flowing through you because it's part of your experience. Yes. Recognizing those heavy, dense experiences, those heavy, dense emotions they just want to be seen, heard, and loved and let go. Yes. It's just 100%. the denial of them. It's the pushing down of them that keeps them stuck in your energy field. And yes. if we can see those things as just momentary glitches in our overall experience, the lighter and brighter we get. And the easier and easier it gets to eat lighter, vibrant food mm -hmm. because we're not trying to keep those denser emotions at bay. We're not rejecting them. We're not pushing them down. Yes. We're saying, it's okay. Come on up. I love you. That mm -hmm. was perfect in its time. And man, I feel so angry because I'm not in, in com complete vibration with what is right now and everything I've gone through. But yeah. if you can let that go, everything gets a thousand times easier. And sometimes it's just, it's in the moment, right? It's just like, so true. Acceptance in the moment, you know? So true. That was what I, um, one of the first realization had just going on like a first, uh, like juice fast basically. And it was something where I, re the realization was that there's, it's all emotional components, right? To the food. Yeah. And for me, my programming was very like for pastries and cookies and things as a young age, because that was my way of love, you know, Oh, yeah. you're rewarded here, get the cookies here, get the, th and it's so, uh, through that fasting experience, it's like, you can feel this inner child that wants this love and attention. And like you're saying, if you just welcome and embrace that and just go way through it instead of keep repressing. And I, I always say too, that it's like, it's the resistance that creates that suffering, right? It's yeah. that, like that, that pushing down feeling that the weighted down feeling is not yeah. comfortable. Right. And uh, I mean, these things that we're talking about, whether it's fasting or fruit or uh, mushrooms, or whatever, like these are tools to help lift, right. And expand you. And that's the thing. It's like, you really, um, you know, you realize your true state, who we are, and then you see these limitations and then you just want to help others. That's really what happens. I think that's a natural human evolution because empathy is just our highest emotion to have. So when you kind of, you know, stop sweeping all your problems under the rug and you start addressing these things and you're like, okay, I can do this. And to be honest, you know, the fruit and the lifestyle is like a power tool for that. You know, it gives me the momentum for that. You know, I think, a lot of people are kind of stuck with whatever it is, whether it's Taco Bell or anything. And I think all that's fine if you just recognize what, like the reasoning behind it, right? It's, it's instead of just the mindless, because when I was going through McDonald's, I've been through the Taco Bell lines at two in the morning and just like anybody else. And that's yep. what I'm saying. It's like, were you present, you know, in that Taco Bell drive-thru? Were you like Probably conscious? Not. Yeah. <laughs> <see what laughs> I mean? so, any, anywhere but there and, and <laughs> feeling bad about being there and rejecting yourself on some level for being there, but yeah. being like, oh, whatever, like I deserve or I should do this or this or that, yeah. right? It's like... Yeah. 
and, and that was one of my biggest kind of breakthroughs too, is this, a similar kind of vein of like, you know, being conscious in the moment. And that's what creates an even more real relationship with your food. Cause you might have a craving for specific food, but yep. if you go to eat it and you're unconscious, well, you didn't truly experience it and you're going to be doomed to repeat it again and again. Exactly. So if instead you go, okay, you know what? I can eat anything. And, you know, I'm a raw vegan and I, you know, I have vegan tattooed on my arm, but at the same time I say, I can eat anything I want and I can be okay yes. with it. If I truly choose it, mm-hmm. then I can be okay with it and not have any baggage around it. Sure. Someone else might judge me, but it's more about what I do. And if I judge myself and in that vein, then, no matter what you do, you can be conscious, you can move slowly, you can chew it, you can love every bite, and then actually gleam true experience, not filtered through someone else's eyes or filtered through fear, hate, or judgment. Yes. And you can just say, this is what is, and does it serve me? And through doing that, you become much more attuned with what really serves you. And, and that, that doesn't mean you won't go back, because there are going to be times where you're in a low vibration, and you want to match that. And you go, well, I'm going to eat the shitty things, so I feel shitty. And it's going to take a few times of doing that before you go, wow, I feel shitty and I want that shitty thing, but I'll actually feel better if I have some water and go jump on the jump rebound or go <laughs> yeah, walk in yeah. nature, right? And, <laughs> oh, yeah. All these things bring you back to center, right? And it's, so true. And you mentioned just bringing into the now. I just want to ask you a question. Like if you uh, orchestra, I believe everyone is basically subconsciously addicted to the moment, to the now that we're talking about. The most human um, unconscious way to get there is through sex orgasm. And because it's just hardwired that way, right? So yeah. you're just there and then you're gone, right? So, but when I, my question to you is like, how do we do this consciously? Like meditation, I know skateboarding, surfing, action sports things, but for you, just in particular, any you know practice or thing that you do that brings you into the now? You know, I mean, I think it's a continuous practice of just coming back to breath or just coming back to acknowledgement of you being the perceiver of what's happening. So it's like, it's not necessarily thinking the thoughts, it's just seeing the thoughts and uh-huh. seeing them as clouds floating by and just being like, oh, that's what's going on. Okay, I'm gonna you know, breathe now. And, you know, I, I try my best. I'll admit, like, I, I am not a sit-down meditator. I, I do it on an odd occasion yeah but for myself to me that similarly equates to and i hope this doesn't seem like i'm throwing shade on meditation in any yeah, way in any way shape or form right <laughs> but uh to me it is or church because that's kind of funny but to me it's similar to going into a church to pray right it's yes. like sitting yes. down and meditating but it's like the world is our church your breath is the church it, yes. the world is meditation like i agree you know, and it's the same with, say, enlightenment. You know, like to me, enlightenment isn't a state we attain. It's a state that we choose again and again in every moment. It's the same thing with, with meditation. It's like, am I going to choose to be present? Am I going to choose to be here? Am I feeling what I'm feeling? Am I, or am I lost in my thoughts and self-identified in my thoughts rather than just witnessing it as it floats by, right? Beautiful. And that's, I mean, these are all yogic concepts, right? And that's why I'm curious just how, because I know you have the Kandalini yoga, which I love. I love how you yeah. put the spin, the spin on it. And I'm just yeah. curious, what was the um, like teacher or introduction? You mentioned a few books earlier. I'm just curious, um, yes. was a yoga class that you went to? Like, what was just that moment basically where you're like, because this doesn't happen overnight, what you're talking about this. In yoga, we call it the witness mode or the observer, right? And yeah. it's just recognizing that you are not your thoughts. You are not this body. You are not these, you know, these things create a lot of suffering and that's not our true self. So, and like I said, this is to me a very, um, you know, yogic concept that a lot of people are struggling to obtain right now because of whatever reason. So there's usually some, you know, switch inside you. I call it going from a consumer to creator because yeah. there's a lot of people right now that are just mindlessly consuming content, mindlessly, like I said, the drive through whatever. And it's like you turn into this mm. switch and all of a sudden you become a creator and you want to create things and offer things and help people. It's like this 
switch. So I'm just curious. Yeah. What was it a yoga class or a book or it could have been a, a recipe? You know, it could be anything. Everybody's got their, yeah, yeah. 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 Everyone has their different moments. And I mean, yeah. you know, that, that one large tutorial moment I mentioned I, when I, yes. when I, that, that was really huge. Just recognizing that, yeah, you know, that I am creator. I can choose and create my own reality and that it is beautiful and light and vibrant and it is everything, but we get to choose with each thought, word, and action, right? And, True. I love that story just real quick because a lot of people, like I said, um, I feel like they're neglecting the nutritional component. Like the temple, the body has to have the minerals. You know, it has to have yeah. the necessary components to handle that energy that we're talking about. And obviously, yeah. your you know teen self wasn't able to handle that much energy. Same with me. And it mm -hmm. took many years of cleansing and detoxing, and then knowing yeah. what foods to really eat and you know bring real nutrition to the body before all of a sudden this you know energy happened the way i look at it is the energy is available to everybody right now on planet earth yeah. it's yeah. just a question or not is your temple is your vehicle able to handle it that's how yeah. i look at it yeah yeah no absolutely and, and is your mind open to receiving it you know what i mean yes I, I also am trained in reiki and i don't do it super often because sometimes it creates the uh you know the patient slash the practitioner kind of oh, yeah. thing whereas like I, I do believe you know with the faith of a mustard seed you are healed you know it's like Yes. It's, 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 it's in your own faith that you're healed. It's not me doing it. It's just, you believe that I am open to source and I can channel it through me. Well, everyone is open to source. It's just depends upon your perspective. And if you are allowing yourself to experience that reality, you know, and yeah. it can be a major shift between thinking it and knowing it. And that is sometimes where, you know, whether it's plant medicines or altered states through, uh, through yogic practices can really come in. Cause once you experience it, just like the passion, once you experience it, then you become, it becomes a part of you. Yeah. But until you do, it's just knowledge, right? And true, true. I mean, yeah. I don't think there's necessarily any shortcuts except for the power mm -hmm. of right now. You know, I mean, I you can right now, but mm -hmm. it, it totally is up to you. You know, that's the, yes. the reality. And if there's any resistance or if there's any, uh, you know, doubt or if there's any of these things, then that can come in the way, right? And so true. It's free will. It's yeah. free will. And resistance yep. isn't always like disbelief. Resistance can be belief, but fear of what that would mean for you. That'd be a complete shift in your life. And yeah. the beautiful thing about it is you can dance back and forth all you want. You can take two mm -hmm. steps in, three steps out. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's generally the reality for most people along a awakened path as they yeah. have a moment where they feel awakened and then slowly it wears off or yeah. they don't pay attention to it or life comes up. That's life. But it's <laughs> uh it's that opportunity to become awakened again and again and to choose from heart space rather than mind space again and again. You know? so and I mean, I, I do want to briefly say too, I think a lot of times people get into high vibrational diets or raw food diets or vegan diets. Mm -hmm. And again, think it's the cure all or, yes. you know, or just think that like, Oh, if I do this, then like everything else will come out easy. But yeah. again, the reality is it is a, it's a vortex of positive change and mm -hmm. that can first bring you down to your depths of your soul first <laughs> and oh, yeah. it can bring you to the ends of your emotional, you know, kind of uh, capacity. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you can be wanting to pull your hair out. And again, it all just comes back to uh, like feeling what you feel and allowing it to run through you, loving it, seeing it as a part of the perfection, part of the process and letting it go. But also, I mean, it does take education. It does take sometimes a hand or a shoulder to cry on or, you know, the experience to someone else or really good recipes. All these different things really come into play because it touches every single aspect of your life. It's not just oh, food. It comes into the social sphere. It comes into the emotional sphere. And it touches deeper on your spiritual states often. Yeah. And all of that can be very jarring for a lot of people. Yeah. And so people get into it not knowing what they're getting themselves True. into. True. And all of a sudden their whole world is shook. 
Yeah. And all of a sudden, if they're not ready, then they might just be like, no, I just, I just need meat or I just need this because they need it's that. Just programming. And the body doesn't know any better. So it's like, I need the iron, whatever's happening. And it just says, give me the meat. And there's, that's what I mean for me. I'm just thinking about my meditation practice because I have that space to be like, okay, I recognize my body needs the iron and the meat. Am I going to go have some beets or whatever? Or am I going to go have, you know what I mean? Like there's, it's about that spaciousness, right? That, because yeah. we all have the cravings, we all have the thing. And it's, it's, um, it's that reactive state that we're trying to get out of as human beings. So that we're constantly- I love it you know, yeah. reacting from that back of the brain, the monkey brain, that's all emotional instead yeah. of this, you know, human self, which is up here in the prefrontal cortex, which is actually our real, you know, intelligence and nothing against emotions. What I'm saying is they're, uh, they're trapping a lot of people and they're just keeping them there rather than 100%. Right. Um, this is all good stuff. I'm curious for you. Um, I just want to pedal back a little bit because it sounds like we were on the same page. I just turned 31. How old are you? I'm curious. Uh, 38. 38. Thir- yeah. So 39 this year. Right- you're right ahead of me. I'm curious. I'm just curious because uh, we left at like Dr. Graham for me. That's when I got into Dr. Robert Morris and went into urology yep. and went kind of that route. And that's where I yep. still am today. So I'm just curious. Did you go that way too? Or did you keep like, you know, I mean, I've had so many different teachers and so many people have learned from. And uh, I mean, when I first met Doug, it was, I think, three or four years before 801010 came out. And yeah. I, I learned from him. And I mean, also at that time, there was no YouTube. There was exactly. his, his support board was virtually the only one I knew of on the internet. Yeah. Um, There's very few books on raw food unless you really dug up. And a lot of them were old enough and kind of more um, stiff, I'll say, than you know yes. what really felt with me. I still read all the classics, but a lot of them, I remember reading some books and it would say like, for example, like the intelligent man will choose this. And it's like, so you're saying anyone who doesn't choose that is an idiot. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, I don't vibe with that. Like I, <laughs> I gleaned a lot of information, but it, you know, you know what I'm saying? And, oh, yeah. um, from there, I mean, I, I, I learned from, you know, from David Wolf to, uh, um, Roger Heska to, uh, Frederick Patno to Gabriel Cousins to from yeah, Brian Clement from, Cousins. um, um, Victoria Botinko to, uh, who are some other, uh, Ann Osborne and, mm-hmm. uh, um gerson and like so many people charlotte is a bit like the gerson it's just funny because i feel like those are the top dogs right like that we're talking about real health transformation like this is something that's like serious that i take very seriously and then there's like this like trendy vegan thing that's happened and nothing against it like i love i love that veganism is trending i love that all of this is popular i'm just saying it's funny looking back like this because to me those are still my rock star idols too and it's like this is real health and real nutrition not just like this you know, the kind of vegan thing that's just kind of happened within the last few years. See what I mean? Yeah. yeah. All come together now, which is beautiful. It's very beautiful. It's just for me, it's interesting seeing how many um, like sects of uh, veganism, you know, like there's activism, there's the front, there's, I got some radical hardcore activism friends that I love and I, you know, fellow activists, I love all that stuff. And then there's like for you, for me, I, I, I love food. I love the chef life mm-hmm. and, you know, Matthew McKinney. And so I say he's the only yep. one that's really like, as far as aspiring in the whole chef world and making an influence in real health and the cuisine. Yep. You know? yep. So there's so many avenues to this. And uh, I'm, I'm just really happy you mentioned spirituality too, because at the end of the day, we're eating for spirit we're eating for this uplifting consciousness and you've tapped mm-hmm. into that because a lot of people haven't made that connection yet you know yeah doing it because it's cool or whatever which is fine to me i, I don't yeah. care what it is what the icebreaker is because i just know eventually it's going to just solidify and then you that's just it back. 
you know you, you, you grow in reasons right you start where you're at and the more you get into it the more people you connect with who are on a similar page the more reasons you have and i mean that's that's a, a huge kind of building block into longevity yes. is building your reasons and continually searching for them because if you're just vegan for health or if you're in, in your health fault fails then you might be like oh this didn't work and i should exactly. do something else if, if you're yes. vegan for health and for animals, well, you've got two roads. If you're vegan for health and animals and the environment and spirituality and, mm-hmm. you know, to be an example, like there's, there's so many reasons, right? And I yeah, think the, the more we tie ourselves uh, strong into those things, the more strong we are throughout the entire journey. It's so awesome, dude, seeing, especially I can, you can imagine too, like even just seeing the stuff that's happening with Taco Bell, KFC, like it's finally yeah. hit like mainstream too. Like I saw this coming a long time ago. I just didn't know if I was going to live to see it or not, you know? Yeah. And it's really cool to see uh, plant-based burgers and things at Carl's Jr. and all this stuff. And it's like, wow, the world is really coming. Like it's, you know, it's breaking up. Yeah. It's the fastest growing uh, movement, I believe. And I mean, almost every single like fast food joint or place that gets these yeah. burgers and stuff like that. Now they're selling out like immediately. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, of course there's kickback. I remember just, uh, I think last year I did a video about the A&W having it. And I mean, is it, it there's going to be a kickback because oh. there's huge industries and yeah. there's going to be, there's, there's even more and more and more the fake news. I love all these bunny ears. <laughs> <laughs> fake news right there's yep. there's more and more of this stuff because you know there's vested interest right and yes. you know there's then there's the new carnivore movement and i have a friend who actually says like you know what veganism is satan's diet that's what he truly believes and he, <laughs> he stuff. It's, yeah. it's amazing but yeah that is again the uh the power it's of inevitable it's inevitable because of how popular vegan is. we're talking millions now versus yeah. just a little thing so there had to be some anti-vegan movement at some point and I mean, yeah, it's it's all over the internet. We don't have to go there. It's just funny how I just knew it would happen eventually because anything positive, there's always going to be somebody trying to, you know, chisel it down to wherever they're at. So it's all good. I have no, you know, judgment or anything. It's just funny. To me, it's funny because at the end of the day, like I said, it's those people, like we can't reinvent fruits and vegetables. You know what I mean? Like to me, you've seen it all, man. You've, we've been through Atkins. We've, I remember my grandma was doing Atkins. I remember this thing oh, and that. Yeah. Like we're circling right back to this keto thing. And now... I mean, intermittent fasting, all this stuff is, uh, you know, very popular. And I just want to say something real quick. Because for me, I always look back like in scripture and older texts and history and things like, because to me, like even raw veganism or whatever, it's not a, it's not a new concept. It's not. No, of course not. It's the oldest thing there is. It's it's, it's what we had before we had fire for the first 97 to 99% of our time on the planet. Yeah, exactly. And for me, I discovered it with yoga too, like Ayurveda. Um, there's, I think, um, Cousins is the only one that I know that talks about it in the bigger spectrum of things. But I just, what I'm saying is this is Vedic knowledge as well. And there's a lot of yeah. older traditions kind of tied into this stuff. So there's um, basically a lot to know in this whole field. And it's something that's very exciting. And it, it's, like I said, you can't reinvent the wheel. There's no new, uh, you know, superfood out there or whatever that's going to do it for you. You know what I mean? Like it's all here. It's been here. And <laughs> they'll, try, they'll try and market it to you though, I tell you. Oh. Dude. yeah i feel like that's and, and some of them have benefit but the reality comes back to this too is like those superfoods are only going to have a benefit if you are specifically looking for those magic bullets and you want to live a, an average lifestyle but put a couple magic bullets in there to elevate you and you know the reality is i i believe it is through a whole lifestyle you know it's not just you know having one magic thing and then the rest is burgers and fries for me from whatever right whether it's yeah. vegan or not right it's about eating more whole plant foods and coming closer connected to nature and to yourself and 
and passion and purpose and doing things that really just light you up and you know all the lifestyle factors it's, it's holistics and that's where people get it wrong if they're yogis or if they're raw foodists and they swear that's the only key component it's like yoga isn't more important than raw food and raw food isn't more important than yoga or <laughs> yeah. or calisthenics or whatever you want to do but movement and stillness and yes. good food and sleep and passion and purpose and air and water and love all these things are just as important right and i agree i agree and one word i would say balance balance yeah. exactly right yeah. exactly and sometimes you got to come out of balance to find your balance it's just sure. like doing tree pose and yoga you don't just get into it first mm -mm. you 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 hyper focus on one aspect until yep. you get it enough that you can let it go and that's what i see with raw food too is usually it's a year or two where people are into it where they're so hyper focused on it that it's like all they can talk about all they can think about mm -hmm. all they can say mm -hmm. and then after that starts to burn out if they haven't started branching out into the other aspects of health and recognize hey i'm eating raw food so I can live a light, vibrant lifestyle, not so I can be a raw foodist, but so I can do things and I can feel great and I can be a great example and lighten my load on this planet, on the animals, on everyone. Yeah. Uh, that's when you start to really lift yourself up. True. So true. Beautifully said. 100% resonate with that. It's amazing how um, the way I look at it, it's just, it's just this is available to us and this is our true state. And I look at the sun as the source of information and the fruit is just the most uh, tangible way to get that information. That's just how I look at it. And 100%. when we talk about energy and frequency, there's this frequency available to us on earth. Uh, we don't have to get into and call it like the Schumann or anything. We don't have to label it. What I'm saying is a lot of people are not in tune with that frequency. And that's where a lot of their ailments are coming from. Um, circadian rhythm, right? We've all heard that term. And that rhythm is very specific depending on where you are on the planet and what you're doing and what time of year it is. I mean, I learned the most of this in Alaska where you are too. It's like you're, there is seasons, you know, people, oh, I yeah. think, I hear in California where I'm at a lot of people, you know, there's not, you know. For me as a farmer, I just kind of, the only thing that, to be honest with you, that kind of triggers me with raw foodism is the immense, um, like I love Miami fruit, I love tropical fruit and all that. It's just like, honestly, I don't want to eat tropical fruit unless I'm in Hawaii or unless I'm in these places. Like you, you love Costa Rica. I know you know what I love it's it. like. Like those bananas there are just, you know, they're, they're not compared to anywhere else, right? It's something you just have to be at that place in order to really live the lifestyle. I'm just, basically what I'm getting at is environment really yeah. need to focus on environment and just put yourself in the right place to thrive rather than like, you know, all the self judge and self hate, like we have the power to control our environment. See, that's what I'm saying. If you're, that's, that's what, that's what differentiates us between all of the other, between all other species yes. is we can actually manipulate our environment. You know what I mean? Yes. And sure. Some animals can make a, a dam or make a little house or something, yeah. but not near to the extent that we can. And exactly. I mean, I, I do want to mention, you know, cause like, I mean, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and I travel all over the world and regardless of where I am, I mean, it's the same to me as like a, a panda that thrives on the eucalyptus tree, right? Like yes. if you move a panda from, you know, from China and you bring them to North America, they still thrive on the eucalyptus, right? Yes. Like, yes. They, and they can eat other stuff, but it's not yeah. going to end up with the same, same kind of thing, sure. right? And, yeah. I mean, I travel a lot and while, you know, I know like, because um, I've talked to some people that locaborism is above, uh, Species. I like this concept. I do. I you know? went through this in Alaska big time. Yeah. Just whole, I just whole download right here because I was just picking wild berries all day. I mean, mm -hmm. there, no joke. I spent like $40 awesome. on watermelon. Like I'm just saying a place like Alaska, it's like everything was coming from California. 
literally and I, I was a, working as a chef there too so it's like the cilantro as you're making guacamole like there's a tag on it that says california and it's just eventually it just started away on me that's all and uh you know zero waste is popular people are waking up about the landfills and the trash and the plastic and all this stuff and i'm just circling into this whole holistic approach and yeah so i i, mean, I pretty much lived on wild blueberries you know and just that's awesome and greens you know and that's can't get much rough. better I'm not going to lie, it was rough, you know, and yeah. there, was a, there was a little Thai food spot that I had to just eventually cave in and get every once in a while because that was just all there was, you see what I mean? Yeah. So I just, yeah. what I'm saying is I want to bring it into more of like a practical situation and, and like for the everyday man, right? Like, yeah. for example, there's dandelions everywhere, dude, like the, one of the most powerful liver cleansing herbs on the planet, right? And it's yeah. in everybody's front yard. And I would much rather see people eating that, obviously in a, in a hopefully organic, non-sprayed place. But yeah. what I'm saying yeah. is, that's a good example of this, you know, thing that I see. I just, I just see a lot of people that are just, you know, consuming and consuming and kind of adding to that rather than circling back to this whole picture of why, you know, we're all on this, you know, bandwagon together. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I totally agree too. Is more, more local foods you can eat, yeah. especially wild crafted that you can pick yourself. Yeah. Um, it's super good. I mean, I, I do the same when I'm here and, and the only thing I'm trying to add to that too is if, if something is your goal or something is really important to you, there are ways of making it happen. And of yeah. course, you know, if you're in certain situations, like I lived up North in, uh, in Nuvik for a while where, mm -hmm. you know, I was in an isolation camp and, you know, they would get one case of bananas per month and I'd try and take 10 or 15 and people would get pissed at me and I try and eat the oranges and apples and I couldn't leave the camp. I was working there, you know, and this is like early on in my health yeah. journey. And so I had to start mm -hmm. eating some, some other stuff. Right. But, um, yeah. for the most part, you know, we can make it happen. And, uh, you know, I think it is really important to note sometimes that a lot of the tropical food is shipped on big shipping containers, which interestingly can actually have a lower environmental impact than getting something trucked in from the next country. You sure. know, like, um, uh, my girlfriend was part, she's a part of this really big, uh, food company in Sweden. And she, they did a study showing that local asparagus in Sweden actually was worse for the environment than stuff that was shipped from like four countries over, which was very paradoxical, but it, wow. it's not always as cut and dry as we think, you know? It's true. No, it's very true. I, I can see that. And it's uh, the other side of that too, is also the food waste. The, yes. just, um, you know, we all know about it now, just the sheer, I mean, I know about it just from the restaurant industry and being a chef and the whole thing, like you see a lot of food waste and it's our consciousness. I'm just saying this because this was a part of my motivation for the way I eat now. Like this morning, I just had a whole honeydew. It's mm -hmm. like you eat the whole honeydew. It's there. It's like, it, it just makes sense because the honeydew is composted. You eat it, like there's just no waste. There's no, it's like I didn't even have to. Perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I often say that fruit to me is Mother Nature's love. You know, it's like it's all the piranhas. It's, you know, it's the air, the water, the fire, the earth, all mixed together into a perfect package, compostable, that is for <laughs> you, for your nourishment. And it is just amazing, too, that when we look at all of the nutrients that human beings require that are coming from food, so that's separate from the air, from the light, you know, from, uh, the soil, which can have some bacteria and stuff, but all the foodborne nutrients, there's no food on the planet that comes closer to matching our exact needs than fruits. I agree. Number, number two is vegetable, but everything that vegetable comes in number one spot, fruit comes in number two. And everything that fruit comes in number one spot, vegetable comes in number two. So it's like <laughs> these things that come up from the earth with all the piranhas are just our perfect food. It's just amazing. You know, and they're, they're freely given unless we have to, you know, go to a store and buy them from someone who took the time to till it themselves. Yeah, all that is good. Yeah, all that. This, um, when I first got into, even the, I'm just saying the definition of those. I love studying conscious language too. Um, did you ever get into the Essenes? You know about the Essenes? Yeah. 
So that's where it went for me, changing even my definition of what fruit is. And for the yeah. viewers, listeners, it's um, it's like you know before uh, you know Romans. Basically, there's a lot of uh, things with language that has evolved, right? And I think the Roman Empire is, has a had a big uh, influence in that shift that we have. And just pre-Roman Empire, there's a lot of things. Um, scripture talks about seed, right? It's bearing fruit. So oh, a little bit of audio. There we go. I'm getting yeah, some like uh, kind of crinkly noise with your voice. It's like a fuzz. Oh, yeah. I was just cutting out there a little bit. No, no worries. I think okay. it'll be okay. okay. Um, yeah, I'm just saying that anything bearing seed is fruit. So it's like yeah. you know, I think about cucumbers or other things. You know, it's just um, a lot of things that prosperous. That's all I'm saying. And I think um, pre-conditioning um, and pre-industrial revolution and all this stuff, we were just eating a lot more simply. And that's how I look at my lifestyle now. Is just like how can I undo a lot of that programming that we got just recently in this last hundred years. Yeah. A lot of this stuff is very recent when you think about the, you know, the spectrum of human beings on planet Earth. And now it's like, I, I feel like just in the last even few years where science is finally starting to catch up and it's like, actually, wait a minute, the fluoride in the tap water is not good and this isn't good and the air you're like, there's so many things that, you know, we've been doing for a long time oh, yeah. Yeah. that people are waking up to that's just not okay. You know, and they're drawing that line in the sand and they're like, you know what? I don't want fluoride in my tap. What do I got to do? Like, I have to go get my own sprint. I have to drive. Like, from where I'm here yeah. in Sacramento, I got to drive about an hour and a half. Yeah. It's, it's real water, you know what I mean? So it's like, that's my values and that's what I always put number one because yeah. I've educated myself and I don't have any other, I mean, sure, if, you know, if I don't have the time to get the water, I'll try to find a number two. But I'm saying is I don't want tap water, you know? So no, I hear that. I hear yeah. that. And I mean, it, it all stems from what we know in the present moment and a kind of reductionist mentality of like, oh, well, this is good for this. Well, then it's good for everyone. And like, yeah. you know, and I think it's I think it's often important to recognize at least with the best intention, uh, things were started, you know, and, and oftentimes we learn more, we grow and recognize, you know, that wasn't the best intention. And the few that know that and continue it going on past that point, that's uh, another karmic story. But for the most part, these things were created with with you know the intentions of helping the most people or the intentions of making money or the yeah. but usually not from a sinister point uh and then they grow into that place and you know as we grow we understand okay everything works in harmony and we got to figure out things that actually are more in balance with ourselves and the environment and our microbiome and all these things that weren't understood at one point before right oh yeah it's like i said it's just fun to see the whole circle of evolution come back you know yeah. i mean uh people doctors were prescribing cigarettes you know and things yeah. smoking well like we can talk about this all day and now i think just like i said in the last couple of years it's finally reading what i like to call the happy medium where it's just like people understand basic you know clean water clean food like it's this something that simple right has been overlooked for a long time and oh now, yeah huge yeah. We're finally just circling back to that, you know, organic and blah, blah, blah. Like all this stuff to me was very normal. And now it's like we've been lost in these last few generations. It's real. And at the end of the day, that's what drove me to Alaska and these other, you know, Hawaii or places where it's just less contaminated, you know. And yeah. Canada, you're blessed too, because I just feel like in Canada as a whole, you're less contaminated just for the cultural values. I'm just saying in Canada, there's just more, you know, land mass and less, you know, city and uh, it's a little fresher air here compared yeah. to some places. I, I used to live in LA a lot, and I, I noticed after a while that I actually would, <laughs> I would actually feel it. You know, yeah, mm -hmm. be biking around the city every single day, then my lungs would start to feel like I was smoking a pack of cigarettes. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I flew to Thailand, it was the same. I, I just don't understand how there's parts of Thailand where it's just like wow, like. And then I was recently in LA, and it's really bad as well. It's just like we're hitting critical mass. You know, we're hitting that point yeah. where 
we, we have to take action. And that's, you know, we're talking about whether it's being vegan or, uh, you know, picking up more fruit in your diet, being conscious about zero waste, all these little details, you know, are coming or putting together the puzzle pieces. And it's just awesome to witness. Yeah, no, 100%, man. We're in a magical time right now where we're so filled with opportunity and it all starts with ourselves, you know, and whatever, whatever aspect we want to treat ourselves to and treat ourselves more kindly to, uh, the more we're going to grow from it and it's going to just spread out, you know, further and further. I'm, I'm a huge believer in being the change yourself, right? And like, we can, we can make outward movements, we can take outward action, you know, but if it comes from an authentic place of self-discovery and self-embetterment, then that's how we're going to reach more people, I believe, you know? Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Well, awesome, man. It's been a good time chatting with you. How can, uh, I know you just updated your website. Let's talk yeah. about that. I know I just saw you uh, post that on Instagram. I know you do some awesome coaching. And I, do you have a retreat coming up or anything? Yeah, yeah. I got a retreat next February, March. So I usually only do one or two a year, but the next one's in Costa Rica, February, March. Um, doing a lot of festivals this year. So I'll be at the UK Fruit Fest. I'll be at the Canada Fruit Fest and the Woodstock Fruit Fest. And I have a discount code, Banana. If anyone wants to go, you can get oh, like yeah. 10%, 100 bucks off uh, any of those festivals. Um, links for that are on my events page at therodbanish.com. And yeah, my site's newly updated. I'm really stoked. You know, it's been uh, like eight months of work with other people, of course, updating it and getting it all together and celebrating that i have a sale to 25 percent off basically everything in my store for uh, at least the next couple of weeks so how long will this until this is up uh i'll have it up this week uh, what's today monday no what's today tuesday i'm not sure my sense of time is like way way off right now uh, it'll be up it'll be up this week though i uh, just take sweet. me to edit it or so and then i'll get it up for sure yeah. sweet sweet yeah all, so that all of those codes will be valid definitely yeah yep that'll be all valid and all good and um yeah, man, that, that's that's what's going on right now is just preparing for festivals and enjoying more skateboarding. I've had a long journey since uh, you know, last year getting a motorcycle accident and I had a, a hernia surgery just a couple months ago and it's been a, a long physical healing road, which has also got me more in touch with my you know mental, emotional side even more. And yes. uh, it's been a beautiful process. You know, I wouldn't trade anything for it, to be honest. And it's just led me more to to be in the moment to be authentic with myself too like i need to take a rest i need to take a break well what else can i be doing right yeah <laughs> yep brought yeah. me back to bring in more yeah no it's true you we have a lot in common in that sense it's like you know that productive mindset and it's when you get into that mode and then even that could be inhibiting you know i'm doing the same thing right now it's like trying to you know circle back to those things that are really the most valuable to your life right and just the simplicity of like reading a book or the walk in nature or just whatever that is that practice you know and to me that's the essence of just life so it's like that mindfulness practice we can call it yoga you can call it meditation i mean it doesn't have to be a sit down style it could be walking i just whatever brings you you know closer to, to the earth to the universe closer mm -hmm. to your purpose and providing it you know for others i think that's really what it comes down to 100 percent, man well awesome brother well thanks for being here much love truly appreciate it um, absolute pleasure thank you for inviting me yeah awesome to connect with everyone out here